I'm Kristen. Welcome to my podcast. I am just so thankful that you are here right now listening. My hope is that we can just chat about what it looks like to live life fully, to live life full of hope and joy and a life that we are created to live. Thank you for joining me and we're going to go ahead and just jump right in. Okay, so the title of today's podcast is called Tats and Testimonies because I am going to share with you guys just a little part of my story and part of my testimony and also share about a tattoo that I have that correlates with part of my testimony, obviously. Um, But I'm just honored to get to just share part of my story with you guys. And I just, my hope and my prayer is that um, just my story and where I've been and where I am now and where I'm going can encourage you that your story is so beautiful. And I want to encourage you that your story and your testimony is so valuable and that it is powerful to share it with people. And so whether it's over a social media platform or whether it's with your waiter, whenever you're ordering tacos or with your family, I want to encourage you to share your story with somebody um, because it's so powerful and it's so beautiful and God is all in it. So I know you are all dying to know what tattoo I'm going to talk about. So about eight years ago, I got a tattoo on my left, like forearm, um, wrist area on the outside of my wrist. Um, it says Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, get up or little girl arise. And, um, yeah, it was my first tattoo. I have three so far. Sorry, mom. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, but yes, my plan is to get more, but, um, yeah, I have three so far, but that was my first tattoo I got about eight years ago. And even just as I prepared for this podcast, um, I'm just realizing even more so how much depth and meaning that these words have for me in my life. And I know that they are going to carry power for you as well. And so, um, these words are from Mark five, whenever Jesus raised the little 12 year old girl from the dead. And he said, um, I say to you, little girl, get up, rise up. And then she was literally woken up, risen from the dead. She got up and she was walking around and you guys like Jesus literally came in. This girl was dead, raised her from the dead. And then she was walking around like five seconds later. And so in this podcast, I'm just going to unpack some of this and what it means for us and what it has meant for me in my life so far. So I hope that you enjoy and just gain some perspective for what it means to have faith and what it means that um, whenever we talk about God's power and the power that Jesus has and the power that we have now that we have Holy Spirit inside of us and I hope that you can learn um, more about your true identity as a son or daughter of Christ and how we are heirs to the throne and we get to co-labor with Christ and um, just how God never, um, he never abandons us. And when he calls us to do something, he always will fully equip us um, through who he is and through who he is inside of us. And so those are some of my like things that I hope that you get out of this. And so in Mark five, I'm going to just paraphrase this a little bit, but there is this father, this dad named Jairus or Jairus, however you want to say it. There's this dad who has a 12 year old daughter who has almost died. 
which is so horrible. And he is trying to find Jesus. There's this huge crowd. Jesus had just come from across the lake in a boat. And this dad is going through the crowd, trying to find Jesus. He finally finds, finds Jesus. And it says that he pleaded with Jesus saying over and over, please come with me. My little girl is at the point of death and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her and she will live. And like the amazing guy that Jesus is, he immediately went with him and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. So during his travels to Jairus' house, he ended up healing somebody, um, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. She touched his cloak and was healed. And so while he's just like on the way to heal this little girl, he was able to heal somebody else, which I just think is amazing. And I feel like I could do another whole podcast on just that. But we're going to skip ahead and go into verse 35 which talks about how the people from the house came and met Jairus and Jesus. And they were talking about how there's no longer any need for you to come to the house. Jesus, like um, Jairus's daughter has died. And Jesus was like, Hey, don't yield to fear. (laughs) All you need to do is keep believing. So they kept going to the house and they finally made it. And of course, whenever they arrived, they heard all this weeping and crying and mourning over the loss of this sweet little girl. And Jesus asked, why all the grief and weeping? Don't you know the girl is not dead, but she's only sleeping. And then everyone began to ridicule and make fun of him. And then he threw out the people who were making fun of him. And then he, oh, this is my favorite part. He tenderly clasped the child's hand in his and said to her in Aramaic, Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, wake up from the sleep of death. Instantly, the 12-year-old girl sat up, stood to her feet, and started walking around the room. Everyone was overcome with astonishment in the seeing of this miracle. Like, what? I'm going to pause right there because this is crazy. Like you guys, Jesus walked up in here, just raised this girl from the dead. This is not casual. This is the supernatural power of God. This is insane. And I'm, I think it's so well because it doesn't stop there. He's like, okay, I just raised this girl from the dead. But then it said, Jesus had them bring her something to eat. Like he didn't just stop there. He was like, hey, this girl is probably so famished. I'm going to make sure she has everything she needs to continue on the day. Like he made sure, like he raised her from the dead and then he made sure that she had everything that she needed. So while I was reading that, you were probably thinking of several very applicable things that you can pull out of this story. Um, But I just want to remind you that this is not just a story that never happened. This is a a real life event that happened. And I want to say right now, the same exact power that lived in Jesus when he walked the earth now lives in you. The same power, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And so him walking on the scene and declaring life over a dead body and bringing life into dead bones, that same power lives in you right now in this very moment. And so that's the first point I want to get across and I'll dive more into that in a minute. But um, I just wanted to... (laughs) 
go ahead and say that now. Like, let that sink in, even as I'm going through these next few points. Let the the revelation and the refreshing truth that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same power that raised this 12-year-old girl from the dead lives inside of you. But at the very beginning of the story, I feel like it cannot go unnoticed um, that this dad of this 12-year-old daughter had a crazy amount of faith. His daughter is laying there on her deathbed, like on her last breaths, and he ran through this crowd and found Jesus and was like, hey, I need you. I need the power of God to come and resurrect this little girl from the dead, raise my daughter from the dead. And that faith to me is crazy. Like I fully believe in the supernatural power of God, but me, (laughs) I am a new mom. I feel emotionally tongue on this. I'm a new mom of a nine month old son right now. And I cannot even imagine being put into that situation of my son being so ill that I am running to Jesus. And I hope and pray that if I'm ever in a situation like that with anything that I am fully confident and full of faith that my God can heal him. And I want to encourage you that, that God is, is full of power and full of healing power. And so I just want to like full on shout out to this dad of this little 12 year old girl, because he did not give up. He did not give up faith in Jesus. And then we go on and we get to just kind of look at what Jesus did. And so I know, you know, back in the nineties, we all wore our WWJD bracelets. What would Jesus do? <laughs> I loved my little bracelet. I would wear it to summer camp. I would get my tan line. I would feel so cool. So honestly, I think about the phrase, what would Jesus do so often? And that might sound really cheesy to you. That might sound very relatable to you. I'm not sure, but I think so often, what would Jesus do? Whether when I'm talking to somebody or when I am in a situation, I'm like, what would Jesus do? And because literally we're called to be imitators of Christ, we're called to walk as he walked and do the things that he did and even greater. So it's a very practical question we can ask ourselves is WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I love how Jesus was like so I feel like he's so steady and that has that's something I'm definitely going to do a podcast on of just the steadiness of Jesus and his consistency and his being constant and present always because it talks about in this passage how he simply was like don't fear just keep believing and then I want you guys to imagine like getting off of a boat and being surrounded by a huge crowd of people and like people trying to touch you and and push up on you and just be all over you. I feel like that would be so overwhelming for me, but he stayed cool, calm and collected. <laughs> and um, part of the, the passage that I didn't go into depth in was about a lady who had um, an illness and she was bleeding. She was on her menstrual cycle for 12 years and he, and she just simply touched um, his like robe or his garment. He just she just touched him and was healed. And the power of God is so big. Like 
she was immediately healed and Jesus was not shaken. He, it says that he knew that, um, that someone had been healed and that there had been power like kind of taken from him or like, like he had healed somebody, but he was not shaken. And Jesus fully knew where his source was coming from. He knew his unity with God. So this, when I look at this, it gives me a sense of security (laughs) because when I think of this idea of like, what would Jesus do? I look at this scenario that he was placed in and there is chaos all around him, swirling chaos all around him. And like people are everywhere and that sounds so stressful, but he stayed his eyes focused on Jesus and keeping the main thing, the main thing. And so I just think that's amazing. And that is something that I definitely learned from Jesus in this passage. And in first Corinthians four twenty, it says, for the kingdom realm of God comes with power, not simply impressive words, which I think is amazing because even in the scenario of him healing somebody on the way to heal somebody, he didn't even use words like his unity and his power with God. He is fully God and fully man. His security in that literally healed somebody. And my hope is that I would walk in such authority in such power in unity with the God of the universe that sent his son to die for me and then sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of me, I would hope that I would walk in enough confidence and enough authority that when the time comes of chaos and healing needing to happen, that I could stay eyes fixed on Jesus, my heart fixed on God to where healing is just breaking out everywhere. And I know we're already 14 minutes into this podcast and it's going to go longer than I wanted, but here we are. So this is my main point and my main, I guess, um, message of even why I got my tattoo that said little girl arise or little girl get up, um, is this identity shift, this huge identity shift that happened with this little girl she was dead and then jesus came on the scene and then she was brought to life she was literally dead then she was brought to life and so within christianity and what we believe that jesus has done for us we know that we were dead we were buried with him in his death our baptism into death also means that we were raised with him when we believe in god's resurrection power the power that raised him from death's realm. And so I know from my life, I grew up in the church my entire life. Literally, I don't remember ever not going to church. And I quote unquote asked Jesus into my heart at summer camp whenever I was like seven years old and it was amazing. And I am so, so, so thankful to have the foundational truths of what um, being a Christian is and the moral upbringing of being in a Christian home. Don't get me wrong. I am so thankful for that. But there's a season in my life in college where I feel like I encountered what this little girl went through in my like spirit and in my heart. I legitimately feel like I was dead inside and then I was brought to life through the power of God. And it was this crazy encounter that I had with Jesus himself that 
shook me to my core. And I will go into this more in another podcast. It definitely needs its own <laughs> own time and space to talk more in depth about. But I went from being a Christian that knew Jesus loved me. I knew that he died and rose again. And that was, and I knew like the moral compass of Christianity, but I didn't know the, what it meant whenever he died for me. I didn't know the impact that it had on my life here on earth. I knew that it meant that I got to go to heaven and I was super excited about that. I am still super excited about that. That's amazing. I'm excited for heaven one day, but I didn't know the authority and the power in the unity in the beautiful gift of just being in relationship with God um, that being a Christian is. And I, I honestly feel like a lot of the church is missing out on this. A lot of, of the church and a lot of people who claim to know God are missing out on the huge part of even why Jesus died for us in the first place. Yes, he died for us to be in heaven with him forever, but he died for us to be with one with him right now. He died for us to bring heaven to earth. And so this was just a huge part of my story was whenever I was in college, just encountering this truth and this reality, because you know what? I started seeing healings, real life healings on earth for the first time. <laughs> I remember there was a girl, um, we prayed for her hamstrings and this might sound so crazy to you guys. And that is totally fine. If you have never experienced a miracle with your own eyes, that is 100% okay. But I'm sharing a story that I have seen with my own eyes. So it was, um, we were in college, we were at a, like a weekend retreat thing and we, during worship, this girl was like, hey, like, I need some prayer. She was on the dance team at Texas State University in St. Marcus. Eat them up cats, <laughs> if any cats are listening. Anyway, she was like, I need prayer for my hamstrings. I haven't been able to do any high kicks or touch my toes or do the splits or anything like that for, I think it was like months. Like it was a really bad injury. And so me and then there's a couple of other girls went back to this back room and we were praying for her. And I am not kidding. The power of God came and touched her. And whereas before she couldn't do any of those things, touch her toes, nothing. And all of a sudden she was like, whoa. And she bent down and was able to touch her toes all the way, like hands flat on the floor, touch her toes. And that was the very first miracle I saw. And that sparked something in me to like, be like, wait a second, what the Bible says and the things that we read in the Bible are still available today. Like my identity is no longer what it used to be. My identity is a daughter of Christ, a, an heir to the throne. Like this is what the Bible says. Like I'm not just making this up myself. This is actually what the Bible says. We are one with God. He, he wants to be one with us. And so this identity shift happened in me. And this idea of, oh, I was asleep. I was asleep and I honestly didn't know. In Mark 5, it says that um, whenever the little girl woke up from her sleep, she instantly sat up and then she stood to her feet and then she walked around the room. 
And I feel like in that moment was my moment of sitting up. Like the girl was woken up and then she sat up. And so I feel like in that moment when I first encountered the power of God, um, like manifesting through healing, that was that moment that I sat up. And then there are several other moments in my, my story and my testimony throughout, especially those like couple of years of my first two years of um, being in, in college where I, I sat up in that moment. And then there's another moment where I feel like I stood to my feet. There's a moment in my, um, actually, whenever I met my husband, <laughs> um, shout out to Chris. He's amazing. He's definitely going to be on this podcast at some point, but when I met Chris, he was doing a ministry school and um, I went to a class with him and pretty much the preacher was talking all about identity and this concept of how we are just made fully alive in Christ. And I feel like I just had a super, super divine encounter with God. And I feel like that was the moment where I could like say that I really stood to my feet. And this whole podcast and the reason why I'm even doing this now is I feel like this is my next step of what this little girl did when she was brought to life. This next step of, oh, walking around, running with God, doing life with God, living a life fully alive in the abundance of Christ. <laughs> like not just laying there like, oh, I've been brought to life. I'm just going to lay here and be like, oh, I was just dead and be like, throw myself a pity party. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm not even going to just stand. No, I'm going to walk. I'm going to run. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do these things and live a life and just learn to live a life that is full of joy and full of the abundance that is available for us. And even though it feels risky and feels kind of all over the place sometimes, and I'm like, what the heck, God, are you even calling me to do? I can know that even in this story, this little girl being brought back to life, Jesus didn't stop there. Like I said earlier, he didn't stop there. He asked somebody to bring her food and make sure she was taken care of. She was probably hungry and thirsty and tired. And he didn't just leave her and be like, okay, good luck. But he made sure that she was provided for in the ways that she needed in that moment. And so even as we are all brought back to life and we start sitting up and standing and walking and running and dancing and doing all these things, we can know that as we start walking in the fullness of Christ, as we start taking risk and going after the dreams that are in our heart and the dreams that God has put before us, I can fully and confidently say that God is never going to abandon you. He's never going to leave you. He is always going to fully equip you for the things that he's asked you to do. And as we are just learning to live together and um, live abundantly, I just want to encourage you to um, just have faith that is as bold as this dad in the story did as he ran after Jesus and to just really meditate and believe that God is a powerful God. He is so steady and the way that Jesus walked the earth is our model and how we can walk the earth too. And the major point I want to get across, if there's anything you hear from this entire podcast, is that your identity is a son or a daughter of the King of Kings. Who you are is an heir to the throne. You are royalty. 
So live as if you are one with the creator of the universe because you are. You are one. God made himself one with you because he wants to be with you. He didn't have to do what he did, but he wants to be with you. He wants to be one with you and your identity is no longer dead. You are not sleeping. You are alive. Today, you are alive and tomorrow you are going to live a life that is more alive than it was today. You're going to live a life that is full of joy and hope and expectancy of God to do big, huge, amazing miracles in your life and in the lives around you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then the final point is that you're taken care of through this huge identity shift of being one with him. You're one with God. He's got you because you have full access to all of heaven because it lives inside of you. And our um, goal in our mission here on earth is to bring heaven to earth. And so as you're one with him and as you have the power of God just running through your veins and as you have the faith of this dad that this dad had in the story, I would encourage you to go after things, be bold because you have all of heaven backing you and you are amazing and you were created for more. Whenever we allow God to strengthen us, we can do all things. As Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You can do all things through God who is strengthening you right now. And so I am so just excited to hear the testimonies that come from people who have been inspired and encouraged to simply walk in the identity that Jesus has given us to walk as sons and daughters of an amazing God who sent his son to die for us and then rose. (laughs) Jesus rose from the dead, just like we get to rise from the dead. We get to rise and live a life on this earth while we're here that is something that's impactful and something that is changing the lives around us. So I say to you, son and daughter of God, get up and rise. That is all I have for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are encouraged and inspired to rise up and live the life that you're created to live. I would also love to connect with all of you. And so the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. And you can find me at learning to live underscore podcast and You can be there to see any updates on podcast releases or updates on life or fun things about me. So I can't wait to see you there. Tune into my next episode as I dive much deeper into my story and my testimony and all the crazy things that God has done in my life. See you soon.